Alright, it's Friday. Welcome to Friday, everybody. You made it. Congratulations. My name's James Fairfield. This is the first podcast that I'll be doing. I don't even have a title for my podcast yet. But it is tree-related, arboriculture-related, into the area of Bucks County. More specifically, from Newtown North in Bucks County. Uh, I do work for a tree service in Dublin. I work for Bartlett Tree Experts. Um, and that's basically the area that we, that we cover is from the Yardley, Newtown area, north uh, to Upper Bucks County, and a little bit of Montgomery County as well. Um, but the area that I know best, and I will most likely talk about more often than not, would be Bucks County. I'm more comfortable with that. So, a little bit about myself. Uh, I started climbing 21 years ago. Um, I got into it from a fire department. Um, from there, went to. Uh, I got out of the army, and I was I was hired by my battalion chief in my fire department to flag, so do traffic control for Asplen. Stayed with them for a little bit. Learned what I uh, could learn from those guys and moved on to residential work, which led me to Long Island out in the Hamptons. Um, I worked for a company called Whitmore's. They're an excellent tree company. They also do landscaping, hardscaping, stuff like that. But I did the tree side of things. Um, But there, you know, I learned real, real fine pruning, real detail-oriented, Everything was based on how perfect you could make it. It's basically the envisionment of what everybody thinks the Hamptons is, including my wife who thought prior to going out there, she was my girlfriend at the time, she thought that the Hamptons was a whole area on the island that was gated. So you would take Sunrise Highway and eventually you'd come up to some glorious gate made of gold and silver and platinum and you had to have some kind of secret password or show your bank statement to be able to get out there type deal. It was, it was kind of funny. But uh, so we, we got married out there. <clears throat> she got homesick. We came back home. And um, I've been doing residential work ever since out here. Uh, so that's, that's basically my, my rundown in short of my tree career profession there, history of it. Uh, So yeah, now I work for Bartlett Tree Experts and trying to make my way up through the ranks there. Hopefully, uh, eventually I'll become a salesperson. That's the ultimate goal and I can concentrate on marketing. I don't, don't want to climb for the rest of my life, although I thoroughly enjoy the climbing aspect and the hands on aspect. So that's a little bit about me, where I'm at right now. Uh, so this podcast, I'm going to be talking about different subjects. I'm not sure if this is going to be like a twice a week thing or just once a week thing, but by all means, if you have any questions, please feel free to, to ask them. And then the next podcast, I'll do my best to answer whatever comes in, if, if anything comes in with probably all of like two people that'll listen to this, but I, I don't give myself too much credit until I have a reason to, so... But today I wanted to talk about the, the fact that spring's here, 
Um, the amount of rain that we've been having lately, which has been an absolute headache in one aspect, but for everybody in Bucks County that has allergies, I'm sure it's the biggest relief when it rains because it just washes all that pollen away and probably opens up those nasal cavities for you. Breathe just a little bit easier. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, finding, finding an arborist, finding a tree service, and uh, what to look for so you're not wasting your money and your time and hopefully not having to uh, fix any damages or call the insurance company after they leave. So <clears throat> spring's here. That brings on new growth. You can see uh, what survived the winter, what didn't. And the good thing about that is then you know uh, the condition of your trees. And if you, if, you had a, if you had a tree service come out and price a job for you because you, you know, wanted to have your pin oak, say, or your oak tree or your maple tree pruned, it came out in the wintertime, there was no leaves on it. It's, it's massively difficult in a lot of cases to figure out what's dead, what's not, and then, you know, go off of that. And if they came out during the winter to prune it, and now it's, you know, things are leafing out and flowering, you're seeing a whole lead or a whole branch that was dead. You don't know if it died after they came or, or what the case was, and it's not necessarily their fault. A lot of times, homeowners will think that, you know, they just completely neglected to get that, or they're, they just weren't doing their job right. It, it's a pretty difficult thing in the wintertime for a tree service to realize what is dead, what's not, and to, to, to thoroughly go over a, a large mature tree with a fine tooth comb, especially if you're climbing it out, can be very difficult and tedious. Uh, it, it can be done, but the thing that I know what a customer doesn't want to hear, but to be honest with you, it's, it's the truth is that it takes so much time to go over a large tree with a fine tooth comb. So unless the, the salesperson you know, was able to sell you on a whole day of being in one tree, you, you may have some dead in that tree uh, come this time of year. So you want to you want to look up there, you want to see if you have any dead stuff. If it's large, you know, you may want to take care of it. You may not. If it's not a high traffic area underneath, there's, there's nothing that it's going to hit. You know, the tree eventually will take care of itself and and drop that out. It's a natural cycle. Just because there's large dead in the tree doesn't necessarily mean that it's fading off or dying at that time. It could just be cycling through growth that it doesn't need anymore. Trees do that. They, they shed what they don't need. Kind of think of it as skin for a human. We constantly shed our skin and we grow new skin. So for the tree, it's, good, it's a good way of looking at it. It's just shedding what it doesn't need and it's growing back what it does need. Uh, the other things that you want to take a look at around this time too is uh, disease. The, the diseases are starting to pop up. Um, insect uh, infestation signs will start coming back around again uh, as the uh, ground warms up and insects become active once again. Um, a lot of overwintering insects that live inside the tree may be uh, emerging or starting to emerge depending on what kind of insect they are. Um, we're getting close to the time now where the biggest pest issue is in Bucks County 
Uh, well, one of the biggest pest issues in Bucks County, especially for your ornamentals or your roses, is the Japanese beetle. They're going to start emerging from the ground after overwintering as larvae down in, the, in your ground. You can, you know, kind of rip up a, a tuft of grass and if, if you see those little white larvae down there, well, you know, a lot of people do have them. It's, it's a common issue. Um, so the biggest, the biggest thing for the beetle is that you, you can buy those bags that have the uh, pheromone that attract them. Um, a lot of people love to hang those on their Japanese maples or, or, or right next to their roses that are always being devastated by these Japanese beetles. It's a terrible thing to do. You're basically putting a bait right next to the bait. So they're either going to go for the bag or they're going to go for the tree. If you know, it, it's, it's a bad idea. What you want to do is you want to move whatever trap you have. You want to move it away from the area of which those beetles have been targeting. So move it to the opposite side of the uh, property. You know, if you if you got a if you got a neighbor that you don't like, move it onto their property. Just don't tell them you did it, and don't tell them I told you to. So, but yeah, you don't want to you don't want to put those bags right next to your target tree or the tree that the insects targeting. They will uh, they will eventually just take over that plant and you'll wonder why the bag isn't working when it you know, when it is working it's actually working perfectly at that point uh, so yeah the other thing I wanted to talk about was rain been a lot of rain lately which is a great thing again like I said for people that have allergies um, it's washing away all the pollen you know I know that at one point I was enjoying that because I could finally breathe um, but the bad thing about the rain uh, it's a double-edged sword it's good because it makes everything grow. It's terrible for tree services that have to get to your trees. So we're we're either having to drag through a flooded property and we're hoping that we don't destroy the grass and the ground and leave scrape marks and cutting up the grass with it. Um, or if we're removing a tree, we might be able to remove the tree, but we might not be able to take the wood at that time. See, the problem is, is that if you have a loader, because the, the, the trunk wood, the, the big wood of it, is heavy and large, you may have to have a machine to take that out, a mini skid loader, a bobcat, things of that nature. They might not be able to get to that at that time. So there's got to gotta be a little bit of patience on the, on the, um, the customer side. And the, the sales rep or the boss of whoever the tree company is, the foreman, they, they got to have a piece of practicality in their mind to not push their crew to complete something that's just going to cause more problems. Um, so th there's nothing worse than doing a really, really great job at pruning a tree or removing a tree and the crew does great and then it comes to the wood and that's when you destroy the person's property and you're walking off their property at the end of the day with a lawn that just looks like it was just absolutely destroyed by a bunch of bombs so you know that's a bad look the homeowner doesn't want to see that because then you know you got to fix the grass and if this one project turns into many projects no one likes that so the other thing, the main topic that I want to talk about, though, is uh, finding a 
a good tree service or a good arborist. Um, there, there's a lot of resources out there, um, but there's a lot of resources for everything. So I know nothing about fixing homes and home repair and stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of resources out there that I can get a hold of and eventually whittle down um, to what you know is a good is a good service. But with having no background in it, it's very difficult for me to to know if I'm making the right or wrong choice. And when it comes down to it, I'm just taking a I'm taking a guess unless I have a friend that is in the industry. Um, with the tree service, it's, it's the same way. So I understand when homeowners have difficulty. You know, choosing one when they've never had to before, especially if you're a new homeowner. So, some tips that I want to give you would be when when you when you're looking, obviously, you know, asking friends on Facebook or you know, going on Instagram and things like that is great. You get to see people's work, you get to see what the other people recommend and how they like their services. The one thing I do notice though with Facebook, especially with like um, community Facebook groups, is that Someone will go on there and inevitably ask, hey, does anybody have any recommendations for a tree service? And then you'll get this, you know, list that's not fairly long. It's usually like in one community, it'll be like four or five people that everybody tends to use. And it's usually always the small local guy, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. I absolutely love that. Um, but I, I noticed with, uh, especially in Bucks County, a lot of the 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 names that are thrown out there, they're great people, they're great individuals, but sometimes they don't do necessarily the best work. Now, that's not to say that they're not, you know, particularly skilled at what they do, but if you're skilled at doing the wrong thing and then selling it as the right thing, it's frustrating for the customer at the end that may end up with a product that isn't what they wanted. So a good example of that is topping trees. Topping trees is like the, the, the fiery subject of tree work. You have a lot, of, a lot of companies in Bucks County that will top trees. And a lot of times it's, it's the companies that know better, but they're after the dollar. They're not really after doing their craft well and doing the right thing for the customer. You know, even if I say, oh, well, you got to do the right thing for the tree, you know, that, that seems like to be a statement that a lot of times I find myself um, having to justify that I'm not some, you know, tree hippie or anything like that that just loves nature. And I do, but at the same time, you know, it is doing the right thing for nature and the tree, but it's doing the right thing for the customer's wallet to not top a tree. Reason being is that even if the tree were to survive, you're gonna have a tree that's now a bush in a year. And then in two or three years, you're gonna have a tree that's a bigger bush and is also dropping large branches out that seem otherwise healthy. Well, they're now growing on a spot where the old cut is and it's decaying. But you can't really see that from the ground. So tree services will try to take advantage of that a little bit. You know, they'll realize that the, the homeowner doesn't really understand what's going on. You can't really see that well up into the tree, especially when it's got so much more growth than you did before. That's the other thing. You're, you're topping this tree thinking, oh, I'm taking away all this leverage and the tree's not gonna fall down. 
you're actually causing the tree to push out 10 times the amount of growth that it had before. Except now, it's weak. It's not, it's not good growth. It's, it's, it's um, not attached to the tree very well, if you can imagine that. So, <clears throat> you know, it, it's a waste of money. You're either going to have to pay someone to come back out and remove all of that stuff, or the tree is going to die. A lot of times the tree will just die. And then now you have to take the tree down. And that's another reason that some shady companies will top trees because they know that, well, I'm going to get the money for topping the tree. And then in a year, I can give you some excuses to why the tree died because of old age or whatever the case is that they want to come up with. And you'll pay me to now take the tree down because most likely you're just going to go with the same company that you used before because you know them, you've talked to them. And in conversation, you're comfortable with them. Even in the back of your mind, you may not be comfortable with what they do. But now you're just taking the tree down, so who cares, right? So don't put yourself in that situation to have to take the tree down unless you really want it down. But in that case, just take the tree down. Don't spend money twice. Um, so another, another thing to look for for a good tree service is uh, are they certified? Now, you'll see a lot of companies that say that they're ISA members. So International Society of Arboriculture is one of the big uh, leaders in education in certifications and stuff like that in the tree world. Um, they have a certification as an arborist. They have a bunch of certifications, but the main certification is an arborist certification. But there's an arborist certification and there's a member um, uh, identification, basically. A lot of companies are members. They're not actually certified arborists. There's a big difference, and you know, you'll see the stickers on the back of their truck or on the sides of their truck that says ISA member. They basically just paid the ISA money to join their club. Anybody can do that. You know, there, there's really no, there's no checks and balance for that to say that the membership is, you know, up to snuff and you know. They're, they're good to go and you should use them type deal. Um, the certified arborist, for the most part, if, if someone goes out and gets a certified arborist um, identification to themselves, a certification, um, they're, they're, they're truly into what they're doing. They're there for the right reasons. They're not, they're not there to try to uh, do, do wrong by their customers. So look for the difference. Arborist, certified arborist, and, certifi uh, and um, ISA membership. Uh, that, that's real key. Uh, you want someone that's educated, that knows what they're doing. It's, uh, it's definitely got the reputation anymore of being like a roofer where anybody goes in and can just hit a, hit a nail with a hammer and you're a roofer. Well, if you can turn a chainsaw on, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're an arborist or a good tree service. Uh, another thing is, is look how they're presenting themselves, you know? I mean, there, it's one thing to, to, for the small guy to have to go from working all day and then they come out at night and they, they look at your jobs and whatnot, but, you know, make sure they're taking pride in, in the way that they present themselves. Most likely, the way that they present themselves is also going to be a direct indication on the quality of work that they're trying to put out there. 
it, it seems silly, especially, you know, some of these, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of hardcore working blue-collar people, and I get it. They're, they're not going to think the same way, but if they, if they stop and think about it, it's going to be the truth. You know, it's one thing, like I said, to go from work and, like, the, you're working at a person's house and the neighbor comes over and says, hey, can you look at my trees? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're done work for the day, hands-on stuff at someone's property, and now you have to go and look at the work and bid new work from phone calls that came in. Um, so their character, judge, judge them by their, you know, the character and the way that they present themselves for sure. It, it's going to be a big difference. I, I have noticed that. The, the guys that come out looking like slobs, they, uh, they, they normally do some pretty crappy work. It's just, it's sad, but it's true. Um, and, and also press them for knowledge. You know, understandably, you're not sure what's going on, so ask as many questions as possible, and then check, double check on them. You know, if, you, if you're getting three or four uh, quotes, which I always recommend, you know, always, always try to see what's out there. See, you know, get as many um, eyes on the project as possible from services and see what the prices are. Um, but also when you're doing that, ask them all the same questions. You know, what type of tree is it? How do you plan on going about the job? What, what are their concerns about your tree? You know, you have your concerns and that should be foremost of what they should be concerned about. That should be the first question out of their mouth. What, what is your biggest concern or worry with your tree that you want to have taken care of? Um, and then after, you know, they ask you that question or you give them what you think is the biggest uh, concern of yours, ask them what they would be concerned about and then compare the answers. If you have a guy that comes out and, you know, he's not quite sure what the tree is and he's giving you like these roundabout concerns or, you know, you got a perfectly healthy tree it looks like and you got the one guy that says, oh, it's going to die and fall down, but everybody else is telling you, you know, it needs a, needs a little bit of a pruning or whatnot whatever the case is, that one guy's most likely just trying to get over on you. The, you know, don't be taken advantage of by any means. It's um, not, not good to do that. So, and then ask them about uh, their safety program, you know, quote-unquote program. Um, just ask them how, how, you know, how are they keeping themselves safe? So are they, are they going to be wearing helmets? You know, are they coning off their trucks in the, in the street if they're going to be out in the street? Um, are they lowering pieces with rope? You know, what's the, what's their uh, their crew's education level with that type of stuff? How have they been trained? These are all things that you want to know because the next question you're going to ask is if you're insured. Now, what a lot of homeowners don't understand and don't realize is that if you don't ask these sort of questions and you definitely don't ask the insurance question and the tree company shows up and damages something on your property or somebody else's property and they're not insured, it falls onto your insurance. You're paying the bill all the way up to the fact that someone dies on your property, which has happened. It's a dangerous profession. That's why you want to ask these questions if people are trained, you know, are they safely working and are they insured? You know, it's, your parents always told you don't run with scissors. And now you got these, you know, quote unquote professionals, which hopefully they are, 
um, that are climbing with chainsaws. So, you know, it's kind of like we grew up, we ignored our parents and we're, you know, what can we do to up the ante? I know I'm going to get on a rope that's 11 millimeters thick and I'm going to climb up into a tree with a running chainsaw. Yeah. So by far, you know, at a far distance, it looks really, really a bad idea. But if you're trained, you're good to go. And if you're protecting the customer with insurance, you're good to go too. So ask those questions. You definitely want to know. But if you put all these things together, their character, their education, um, insurance, training, safety practices, and they all seem to mesh up to be pretty solid, you're going to know. Now, we, the best part is, is that you, it's easy to find out if someone's lying anymore for the most part. Everybody has a Facebook page for their business. It's, you know, free. Businesses use them. Even, even the smallest guys will have, like, three posts since, like, you know, 2006 for their Facebook page. They have only three posts, which is not really good, you know, marketing. But if in those three posts they're showing photos of themselves climbing and, you know, they think it looks real, you know, badass and all the picture and look how great I am, but they're climbing, they have no helmet on, you know, they're, they're making these cuts and they, you know, they don't really, they only have one tie in point, which I don't expect you guys to understand. I'm not going to get into that stuff, but if they don't have a helmet on glasses on hearing protection on, you know, they, they have no shirt on type deal then probably not the person you really want to be using. That's not really indicative of a professional in the industry. It's most likely going to be a guy that's going to uh, get himself hurt, get somebody else hurt, or break some stuff. Or they just, they're not doing the job right. You know, they can, they can get lucky and not hurt anybody, not break anything, but if they tear your tree up pruning it by making terrible cuts, just horrible cuts, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not doing that good of a job for you and they're wasting your money as well so terrible thing that always happens always see it in the area just real shoddy tree work so I hope I hope these little tips help you out I don't want to make this podcast too long and drawn out so I'll uh I'll refine the podcast as I go it'll get a little better um I just wanted to get this up and running I think the worst thing in business to do is to sit on an idea and try to come up with the perfect way to do it and the whole time you're not doing anything. So just wanted to get up, get it running, start getting some words out there, hopefully connect with some uh, some of you awesome people out in Bucks County because really that's what it comes down to is connecting with uh, the community and uh, being out there with you guys and helping out, hopefully becoming a name that you all can trust. Um, especially since the podcast, I'm not asking for anybody's money anyway. I'm just here to try to give you some free information and some free education on tree work. So, all right, everybody, that's the first podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Leave some comments for me, things that I can improve on. If uh, the quality of sound is horrible, let me know. I'll try to uh, make that better. If you got some subjects you want to talk about, let me know. Even if you're an arborist in the area and you just want to talk about work, and tools and new gear and shiny objects or new louder chipper that eats whole trees in three seconds leave the comments below love to hear them thanks everybody have a good one